Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. I am Jonathan with Team Salt Boys. I am Ryan with Team Rays. I'm Ernest with Team Empire. We got a little special guest with us today. You want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Jimmy from the Herman Style Podcast. Jimmy, can I ask you for a favor? Yeah, what's up? Can you hit me with your classic hit <laughs> <middle> intro? <laughs> <laughs> If not, I get it. I know it's late, but... Nah, I got you, bro. Uh, yo, yo, yo! <laughs> That's as loud as I'm getting. Otherwise, my fiance will kill me. I'm, I'm gonna edit this to where it's just, like, glaring out of the speakers when we listen to yeah, it later. Make it peak. <laughs> Find the peak I, I can record a fresh one for you. <laughs> Daytime. Dude, we have, we, now we have our first sound for a soundboard whenever we decide to drop champagne on it. So for those of you who don't know, and I don't know who listens to this and doesn't know Jimmy, uh, Jimmy has his own podcast, Hermit Style Podcast, one of the best, if not the best, DBS card game podcast that's ever existed. Um, Thanks, I appreciate that. Of course. He's gracious. Yeah, his presence uh, absolutely. Um, so Jimmy and I have actually been, I'm in his Discord. Uh, he has the best Discord for Dragon Ball as well, in my opinion. It's a great community, by the way. I don't know how you, you set up everything, but... It's phenomenal. The community is great. You got everything like perfected. Uh, really do help a, a lot of the players in the in the community. So thank you for that first and foremost. Oh man, you're making me blush. Hey, that's what I do. That's how we got married with the kid, bro. You better be careful. Oh baby, before we know it, we're gonna be the next card art for Broly, bro. There you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's some precious look on that one right there. Oh, for sure. As long as I get to be Gohan, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jimmy and I have um, this. He uh, he actually was uh, com- commentating for uh, Fight Night, which is hosted by is it Dragon Ball Super Card Game Canada? Uh, yeah. So it's it's put on by Dragon Ball Super League, but they're all like a part in like the Dragon Ball Super Canada group. Um, but I guess like it's officially Dragon Ball Super League, and a lot of those guys are the Team Berserk guys too. So Team Berserk's awesome. Um, I've actually been starting to listen to their uh, their team talks recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're they're fun. Really cool guys. Uh, I was actually picked to be in the fight fight night a few weeks ago, and I actually got commemorative photoed on stream. And um, I told everybody like on Facebook and in the in the group, I was like, if somebody commemorative photos me, I'll take it. And sure enough, the card came up, and I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna take this. And I was like, wait. I can't bitch out now. <laughs> so if you watch the clip, they don't have audio on us, but you can see my hand like, wait, wait. And I was like, I told him, I was like, I'm not, to, oh, wait, hold on. I told people <laughs> I would take it. So I flipped my life. I'm like, you got it. Oh, man. Would... It was glorious. <laughs> it was glorious. I would say it and then immediately just bait somebody to play and said, huh, just pull out an Uno card. <laughs> oh, man. That's dirty. <laughs> Ryan he, wins. He, he plays to win no matter what cost. Exactly. Like, I will straight up fight you. <laughs> Ryan will show up outside the parking lot, bro. No, but it was a really, really fun event. Um, really cool. I, I was. Uh, I came with the spice because everybody who knows me knows I play spice. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. I, I'm good. It just means I play spice, right? So I uh, wanted to show up one time. Uh, funny enough. Oh, yeah, the spiciest decks, I think. Oh. I said, 
I had I, to look. I literally double taked. I think on every one of your lists. I said, "What <laughs> is happening?" <laughs> I like. I, even Rosas messaged me. He was like, "Dog, you see these lists?" <laughs> I was like, "Bro, yes, this is wild. This is real wild." See, my favorite of Jonathan's spice decks, like, like not even like a joke. Like, actually, one of my favorites will always be the the green double strike Goku tank. Oh my god, I saw that and I was like, "You got to be shitting me." <laughs> Bro, it's good. It's really I was, good. I, I commented on the, the game during that match, too. I was like, man, th th whenever I met Jonathan, that's the deck he was playing. And I was like, I'm so happy he brought it back here. I'm oh, that's so this is actually the, the Jonathan special. I didn't See, I didn't know this. Yeah. I have two special. I have the Goku, which nobody sees coming. And then I have the Red Baby, which everybody knows me for. Because um, the only reason that they know me is because I topped in Dallas with it like two years ago. It's like my one... Th I'm like that high school quarterback who's like, you remember back in 87 when we won the state championship? That's me. <laughs> but the green Goku, nobody sees double strike crit coming on a set one leader. So people take that. And uh, had they not done the errata for... Uh, I guess they banned the, the Goku, the free play, off of uh, hand control. Mm -hmm. the, the Bardock Unison I play in it, I didn't get to play it against Pac-Man, but... It just whittles your hand down, and you're just taking these, like, 25k double strike crits, and you're like, I don't even know <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. So, really fun deck, but, you know, come over to Photo OP, it's the next victory strike. <laughs> Is that deck's kryptonite? Oh, yeah. I can't, can't lose. The, the only way it can lose. <laughs> it's true. It's my one true weakness. <laughs> No, it, that was it was fun. Me, me and me and Rosas like were going wild on stream. It was weird, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, that that was crazy. Y'all's was like my uh, y'all's was probably my favorite match to commentate because the whole time we were basically it was just a combination of me and him just going, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's literally y'all trying to figure out what every card does. Yeah, I was like. Man, I, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> that's that's why I love it whenever Jonathan goes on stream because somebody has to figure out what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it is quite possibly the most ingenious deck idea because you will get talked about. <laughs> I mean, the whole point yeah. was just to make it fun. I didn't anticipate winning. I don't I don't play competitively. I'm a dad now. Like, I don't go to locals. Um, I talk to my team, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I don't play. So I'm just like, yeah, in theory, theory is good. But I couldn't tell you if it's actually good. <laughs> so, um, Well, you guys' matches was really fun, though. It, it, was, was, I, it was a good time. I enjoyed playing it. And I am so glad that the one win I did have was with Red Baby. It was like, yes, he's still good. Oh, yeah. he's still I was good. still rather hope it was going to be Goku. Though. That's the only match I was hoping. <laughs> the, the unexpected Goku swing out. Yeah, I, I will say the uh, Android 16 match is really rough. I just was like, ugh. He got up on the ramp. He drops the boo unison. It's GG. Like, I, I'm yeah. not winning that one. So. I, I was talking to somebody else about that, that matchup. I was like, man, it's two different colored leaders that do the exact same things, but one gets so far ahead because of its ramp that the other one's going to end up losing out of advantage there. True. I don't know. He had baby hatch, and I was like, if you would have baby hatched me, I would have fucking almighty resistance your ass back to fucking nowhere, because uh, <laughs> that's like one of the one answers to that card. The only, yeah, the, the, I think the only reason you still like playing baby is literally just because of how powerful almighty resistance is. Almighty oh, resistance is a sweet card. 
People I, sleep on it. That is my, my yeah. secret tech. I used to run that yep. with the uh, Frieza Secret Rare, which I had in beers, uh, with Red yeah. Wing. And I would just be like, oh, no, how am I going to? You have two negates in hand. I guess I'll take one out and try to win later, awaken, and then swing and, and all major resistance, your negate. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted. But and now, you know, know, free plays and stuff, it's just so, it's, it's such a different game. You don't make that card even more powerful, though. If Bandai would stop being some fucking cowards and bring back Surge. Here we go. That's a topic. Hey, hey man, sell so, so Surge is in the format, you know? Invoker <laughs> topped at Gen Con, bro. What are you talking about? Hey, hey, Invoker topped at Gen Con, too. That's the same thing. Right, Ernest is done talking. We're going to beat him for the rest of the stream. Anyway, back, back to the original topic here. Bring back Surge, you fucking cowards. That's fair. Um,. Jimmy, I don't know how you feel about, about reboot leaders, but uh, it's a it's a thing that we do on the on the show where we bring up the multiple times that we need to reboot set two Vegito, the red one. Um, yes, that would be okay. like the epitome of like reboot. If you go to any reboot topic on the Facebook groups, it's always like number one, number two answers like reboot Vegito. Uh, Pan's in there sometimes, and Goku Black's in there sometimes, but Vegito is consistently there. I don't know how you feel about that, but. Uh, your answer will pend if you come back on the show later or not. So hopefully, you Look, I already put the money in your account. Say the fucking thing. <laughs> Say the line. <laughs> Say the line, Bart. Uh, personally, I don't care if Vegito gets rebooted. All right, it's good. It's good enough for me. All right, fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, you're, you're an Oob boy. Like you want an Oob reboot? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He needs a reboot. Please let it happen. Honestly, I would like to see an oob. I would like to see some kind of like oob card. I honestly, honestly, my my exact uh, wanting for an oob card is it's the same oob. It's like the same oob from like the the tournament, and then it awakens. It's the the it's it's what the secret is, but on the awakened side where it's oob and Goku. Oh, uh, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Because it could Bandai, be, oh, okay, hey, it could be a surge leader. That's the new surge leader. Hey, yeah, there you go, Bandai. <laughs> fucking get on it, you stupids. Make it green so you can throw beat. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if, you guys, if you guys are gonna steal my re- my reboot Raditz idea, you can at least steal my surge ideas. <laughs> um. So that was a fun little rant. Uh, obviously, we're not anywhere close to topic of what we talked about. We were gonna talk about here, but let's go in and yeah. steer that in here. Uh, set Hell fifteen yeah, reveals. Yeah. We've had red and we've had a little bit of black. You want to start yep. with, with Finn, or yep. do you want to start with uh, homoerotic Broly? We got uh, we just I just want to say we got some black really fast because I thought it was gonna be until next week. Now they just said sun- Saturday's next week. Go- get on it. That's like okay. Oh yeah, they don't usually uh, do that on Saturdays, do they? No, they usually do it on Mondays. Sundays yeah. go at the very earliest. Yeah, well, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I didn't even realize today was Saturday. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's here. It's here and it's in your face. So Finn, I'll start with Finn. My fucking god, Finn. What a terrible name, but you are a strong motherfucker. Dude, yeah. You went from a literal meme last last episode to, like, borderline the whole community. That's how you know we're, like, onto something. If something sounds awful, it's going to be really good. Like, when we talked about Jiren, <laughs> we're just like, oh, yeah, Jiren's a bitch. Like, here we are. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I'll never forget my, my statement. You, you seven Gohan will not see play. <laughs> here we are. He just won Gen Con. <laughs> one Gen Con. I've never fucking eaten, <laughs> eaten shit before faster in my life. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna recap Finn real quick. I don't know if everybody's read what the reveals are, but like, my God. Okay, so Finn is a 
a Android first and foremost. So mm-hmm. that's key for if you want to try to splash the mirror chain back in here, you can. But uh, auto when he attacks draws is pretty standard now. Here's his auto. When a card is placed under this card, draw a card, add cards from your life until you hit six life, and then flip the card over. So you have an alternate awakening as early as your turn one if you go second, uh, depending if the opponent plays a battle card. Now, it doesn't ignore barrier, um, so that's one thing. But the activate main, if, if all your energy is black, choose one of your opponent's battle cards and place it under the card. So that's how you would be able to awaken turn one. So super strong, and then you awaken is draw two. So obviously they don't untap because he, he can awaken super quick. Um, Give me the cards. Listen, I just want the cards. Give me the cards. He's, I mean, a lot of his stuff is super easy to get because he's, he's an uncommon leader. I think he had like a couple of rares and SRs revealed so far. Uh, on the backside, he gets a permanent of plus 5,000 power for each card placed underneath him. So off the bat, he's going to be swinging 20k more often than not. Um, sometimes more. And at the end of the turn, you play all of your battle cards that are placed under this card in your opponent's battle area with their skills negated for the game. Not for the turn, for the game. So, like Meki Kabora, but kind of different. And like Majin Buu, but kind of different. It's really fucking weird. Um, and then activate man, of course, uh, once per turn, if all your energy is black, draw a card and choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards and place it under this card. But you get to choose up to one keyword skill on the card, and it gains that skill for the turn. So... Like I said, a mixture of Meki Kabora and uh, Green Majin Buu seems really good. I don't know what your guys' thoughts on the leader so far. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off because I do like the I did like the Green Majin Buu from this set. I think it's um, I think they did a fantastic job with uh, making a very powerful green leader that doesn't need to like abuse uh, loops and stuff like that. Um, the ability to uh, it's actually it's actually something I was really really wanted to talk about. Um, I should have brought it up more, but I think I just I think I I think I just uh, it was like a back in my mind. But um, uh, my main thing that I like about the Majin Buu is that interaction with the graveyard and um, the and the absorption mechanic is is really kind of you know like a staple of Majin Buu. And with Finn as he's introducing the heroes, you know he absorbs SS4 Gogeta and stuff like that. So he's showing to be another absorption character. So I also do like the fact that um, they're 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 not only doing this like you know. Uh, they're sticking to what the character does, but they're sticking to it, and, and like it makes it strong. Like being able to get five k is pretty powerful, and also being able to take a keyword is also very powerful. As we literally seen Evan blow up the entire um, uh, Dragon Ball Super community page because you know he literally doesn't shut up. Potential leader <laughs> victory strike is pretty scary, so you know I don't blame him. Actually, just in general, actually, like in like a non-ironic way, giving your leader victory strike, yeah, it is is pretty brutal because you can't stop if you don't negate it. Your the leader's coming at you. You can't final flash that, so it, it can't it can't just straight up win you the game. And also, the early awakening condition is very good. You can essentially awaken on your turn one if your opponent plays like a one drop, like a like a the one drop Frieza or like a Black Mass Saiyan or a one drop blocker or just something in general like that. Like, it can just literally eat it up and then awaken. And then now you've got this awaken 20k leader that you have to deal with on your opponent's, on your, on your opponent's turn. And uh, a lot of the cards that it came with it, too. But just a, just a clock on the leader, not the cards right now. The leader itself, um, I want to see more of the SR. I think Finn is probably is shooing for one of the secret slots just because of, uh, just because of the fact that I think that, um, 
we're gonna get a secret that's gonna be so good in Finn, it'll also work with um, uh, the Majin Buu, because we have two absorption decks kind of in the... Uh, well, well, when he comes out, we'll kind of have two absorption decks, so I think he might get a secret as well. That's just my guess, but we're not talking about secrets, we're not talking about a side card, we're talking about Finn in general, and I like Finn a lot. Yeah. Ernest, Jimmy, whoever wants to jump in. Um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely cool. I like I literally just read the cards myself, so this is like very <laughs> not well thought out. But um, that's the best. Well, like, I've, of it. So. Yeah, right. One thing that's really interesting though is I think we're all like going into like, oh man, we can awaken turn one. But I think another powerful thing this deck can do too is just not awaken early because you draw one on attack. And then you also draw one um, if you place a card underneath it. So you can technically just accrue more value. And then his Awaken is also a draw too. So if you can put yourself to four and Awaken that way, you'll accrue so many more cards in hand than you would if you just Awaken early. Like, if you Awaken early, you're missing out on that flip draw too. And if your opponent is playing a deck that requires them to play battle cards, you're also missing out on an extra draw one each turn that you are... If you awaken early, you're missing out on a draw one for every turn they did that. So I don't know how viable or not viable that strategy is, but it's just interesting that you could go either path with the leader. That was just something that came to mind as I read it. Well, that's fair. I think it depends on the matchup, obviously, right? But that's definitely good uh, synopsis of, of that interaction because it's true. When you when you do the alternate awakening, you're not uh, getting that draw two. You're just taking the life. So yes. It just depends on the situation. Um, Ernest, any thoughts on the on the leader? Yeah, no, I, I agree oh, anyway. with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with Jimmy on that. There's a, there's a couple of uh, a couple of leaders that do this stuff like that, kind of like surge leaders. They don't they draw, don't draw on the back, but they draw on the front, so you get a lot more advantage trying to stay unawakened as long as possible. Uh, we're, we're you can leaders. draw on the back too, but you can draw an extra card on front. So just right. interesting because it's an activate main on the back. It doesn't have to be when you swing, which is nice. It's yeah. nice that you can do that because if if your leader gets rested or uh, if sin becomes a thing again, and they're like, yeah, this can't attack again until the turn after, you can still you know accrue cards. Um, I don't know if you guys That's went right. through the all of the cards. There's a lot. Like there's like 13 cards I think revealed today. Um, there's a Majin Buu Unison that goes with this. He's a Zeno. Dude, uh, talk about how retarded that Majin Buu is. That Majin Buu, okay, so the Majin Buu has such an amazing synergy with the deck. It's absolutely, it's absolutely, it, 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 I think that Majin Buu, I think Majin Buu, the Majin Buu Unisons that they just started making are generally impossible to get rid of sometimes. So it's got a permanent, your opponent's skillless cards can't attack it. So whatever the fins turn it into skillless, your, your opponent's battle cards into skillless battle cards, can't attack the Manjibu. Whenever your um, whenever your um, the the cards that go inside the deck turn your opponent's Unison cards into Vanillas, it can't attack the Manjibu. So they've got this 15k plus one every turn. Also, net you a card by the way too. So on to on, on, on literally onto what Jimmy was saying. So on your unawakened side, if you play this Manjibu, you uh, draw when you attack. You draw when you suck, and then the Majin Buu, you draw when you suck, or when you draw whenever you uh, shit out. You draw when you it's suck. Just, you draw when you suck. You draw when you shit. Oof. <laughs> it's like, 
It's just like it's it's borderline. <laughs> like there's just so much drawing in this deck. It's unreal. We haven't even made it to the red cards, man. <laughs> I know. We haven't, made it, we haven't even made it to the red cards, and we're already at the Brazzers logo. <laughs> Uh, the, um, the, the Boo Unison's really nice. Do you guys anticipate a free play like they have for the Frieza Trunks and Yamcha for Black? No. And the Vegeta? I, think, like, if they, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. They put out the, the Videl that went with the Gohan, right? Where it, they can get around a fleck now because it has an auto. Uh, it's essentially the same mechanic as Yamcha. So I, I could see them doing a whole new reboot of that kind of stuff. Uh, for every color, including black now, because black has specified costs now, whereas before black was generic color, so you could put in anything. I think black I think needs it, and I think we'll see it this set. I think uh, I think if they do something like that, they need to put like a, a harsher restriction on it because you have like a like you have like side deck cards that can go in any deck, like the Piccolo Unison, which kind of isn't good, but you know you still you have the Piccolo Unison, you have the Toa Draft Box Unison, that are these side deck black cards that can go in any deck. Yeah, realistically. So you do have to kind of put up like a, a restriction, like if you have a black unison and your leader's black, or if you have a unison with the spell with the black specified cost, uh, something along the lines of that, realistically, would make start making the decks a little bit better. So I kind of agree with you on that, kind of, uh, kind of but but like the restriction would have to be there. I mean, you have a black, <laughs> a black unison in play with two or three specified markers, whatever the new like set limit is right because the videl requires a three specified cost unison um, yeah obviously this is not that right this is a two cost but uh we don't know what the rest of the reels look like so i'm just anticipating there might be something for black now because they've, they've done black multicolor they've done black specified cost it would only make sense that they continue to develop black the, re the way the rest of the colors have so getting a free counterplay whether it be with spirit boost or not i think it will be with spirit boost because obviously they're trying to make that a thing uh, well, I think we'll see that this set with the reveals. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. And the main thing is that with black, if if we get a counterplay, I th I mean, I guess we could, but they have to be very careful with that because it would be like a Vegeta uh, control, in my opinion, where it's like, okay, play this card and warp one of your opponent's battle cards three or four costs or less. Maybe. Um, I just think that. It they have to be very careful with black. Like we've we've seen black be very very powerful, and we've seen it run a lot of metas now, and it didn't have any of the fun things that a lot of the other colors had. Um, but it does have just like inherently powerful decks, and especially when it comes to aggro. So if you get more free play into black, it's just something that they definitely have to like really be careful in game design with, because we've seen cards that can be played for free just completely. Well, break black as a color so like true. it's something they have to like tread lightly with i mean when you can mill out you know four or five battle cards of the turn or if you can just be like yeah i'm gonna manipulate my warp and drop to get three 30k beaters in one turn and recycle those yeah it's a little broken um i think we've neutered that to the point where we can start trying to rebalance black I Maybe, think, but I, I mean, Gogeta Zeno with another... I don't know, man. Like, I'm just thinking, like, I'm playing Gogeta Zeno. I play Mira. Uh, like, I don't know. I play one of my cards, and you try to counterplay it, and I'm like, cool, here's my counterplay to your counterplay. True, Swing. but you have to now set up uh, your mana... Or not mana, we're not magic. You have to set up your energy to play these unisons that you normally wouldn't play in black, right? Because, like, most black decks, minus maybe the Pycon um, and the Mira... 
don't come up in a lot of the black decks. Uh, most of them don't run a unison, to my knowledge, but I'm also not a good player, so I'm probably completely wrong on that. So You you, the, you, you just want to... I mean, I, I'm going to agree with you, Jimmy, that it's somebody who played King Vegeta a lot and who played people who played with people who played the Dark Broly engine and the Vegex engine and stuff like that. And, like, it, the, the cards are... Like, you, you really do need to be careful, but especially with black. black Because black is such a splashable color... And like black is just a generically available color. But now it's we just have specified. Un- like everything is specified black now. Even 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 taking out black is still such a powerful color. SS3 Gogeta, Thor in the Dark Empire. SS4 specified. Gogeta, Thor in the Dark Empire. Gogeta Zeno right now. You're saying specified, but there's a lot of decks that still abuse those just by slapping in a small engine. I agree. I agree. And even 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 caveating outside of SS3 Gogeta, we still have a format where people are abusing a lot of cards that are just generically good enough to sidestep some boundaries and still prove that they're able to gain value. Like the uh, like U7, like all or not U7, sorry, the the blue yellow. Uh, the blue yellow engine, or and mainly just the Bojack engine too, as well, because you have the Bojack engine, which a lot of the decks can play mono blue with. But then you have blue yellow um, Bojack, Bojack engine, engine, so you can play Aegis, <laughs> and you can also play Zamasu. So you have two variants of an engine you can take, you can take advantage of, and you also have SS3 Gogeta Thor in the Dark Empire, which a lot of decks can take advantage of just by slashing in a simple black. Like a lot of decks are just easily getting around it just by playing Scions, two Vanillas, and just charging a random black that they have. I mean, yeah, and they can just and they can Spice, just run any bro. super and they can run any dual color super combo or any super combo they want that just doesn't uh, that doesn't have to kill itself if your energy isn't all one color. I mean, that would probably be the the specifics behind this is like if all your energy is black, if something right, there has to be some restriction. Um, I agree, black you have to be careful with. I'm not saying that you don't have to be. I'm just saying that black doesn't have that free counterplay that every other color has. So you guys are, are saying that the black just needs to be careful. Jonathan is saying how they can be careful. Yeah, but the, but the like, problem is that at that point, black not every color has to have everything. Uh, I, see, my my problem is like, if them being careful, is it going to be good enough to even be played in these meta decks? And at that point, like, what's the point of having the counterplay? It Maybe is like, maybe it's like a niche, like, side deck card where like it can help in a matchup but i don't know man like even like even vegex is still a deck like it's not widely played right now but it just it topped at gen con like sure. and yeah. that has a also has a free play unison it does yeah. and yeah. i also do agree with because i brought it up before with um oh, i think it was it was the last set or this it was either the last set or the set before i had to go back and listen but i have brought up before whenever uh bandai likes to do this um, uh, oh, I talked about about the anniversary boxes, especially with the launch promo and stuff like that. It's the set of overbalancing. Whenever you overbalance something, it becomes unplayable because it either shoehorns your build, it, it either shoehorns your build, or it's just so costly that it can't fit in the deck properly. Because now you're having to to work around this card to get a suboptimal effect to go off. So there, there. Like I said, you're giving you're giving valid options on how to balance it. But sometimes, whenever Bandai gets a hands on something, they can overbalance something too much to the point where the card's unplayable. Man, Not I, because of the fact that because of like any of the restrictions, but because of the fact that it just doesn't fit in the, any decks that can optimally play and still run the card. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Like I said, if it's a specified card cost, which it is now. I could see them doing something like they did with the Videl. Because we've only had one release so far of that. Uh, we just happen to be in black next. So I'm foreseeing a black free counterplay that could potentially warp a battle card X cost or less. 
and then you can't counterplay for the duration of the turn, spirit boost one, whatever. Uh, just to say that black has it. Now, if it doesn't happen, probably won't because you're right, black is generically too strong. I wouldn't be upset about it, but I could see Bandai doing something. Hey, I'll be happy. I like. I almost exclusively <laughs> play black decks, so I I have no complaints. <laughs> As somebody who likes playing black, I do agree. I mean, if it happens, it happens. I'll be very excited because I do like playing black and I do like abusing things. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not gonna. I won't be like, oh, I won't be able to get on the Facebook page. Oh, Bandai, you fucked up. You missed the opportunity. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's honestly it either happens or it doesn't. But you know, would it be more balanced yeah. if they said if your leader is right. a non-black Saiyan leader? Well, that actually be that. I think that if that was the only restriction, I think that could kind of work actually. Because then now you like, don't have all the free play of everything else that's like aggressively abusive, but you can yeah. counterplay something else. Like you're like, yeah, you know what? Um, what's that deck? Hatchyak. I want to play Hatchyak, so I'm going to put in this free play counterplay, and now I don't have to worry about getting spammed on blah 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 blah. Which doesn't matter because Hatch inherently is just a sh- shitty deck. Because it what? Can- Shitty in a bad way because it's like what? it's so controlling, not like it's unplayable. That's like super meta right now. I'm not saying it's not meta. I'm saying it's a shitty. It is incredibly shitty. I get it. It is not. No, 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 no. Hatch is one of the top decks right now, dog. I agree. It's shitty for me because I can't. I can't beat Hatch. That's my shittiness. Cut this out of the podcast. Cut the cut this one out. Uh, real quick, guys, guys, we're going to go back on topic real quick. There's two other cards in black that I do want to talk about real quick. And they're both the, the two-drop fins. One of them is a board wipe, and one of them absorbs unisons. Wait, you, you, you didn't correct that. One of them was a generically black board wipe. It yes. doesn't require... Yeah. Well, yeah, fin. yeah. <laughs> no, but they are fin cards. They are, like, the character is fin. No, no, they are fin cards, but they are... It's it's Your leader doesn't need to be fin to run them, which yeah. is Good. And it has deflect. Yeah. So it's it does have coming deflect. down. It's coming down. <laughs> it is two specified cost black. So relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When this, when this card is played from your hand, your opponent chooses one of their co- battle cards. Then you choose the rest of their battle cards and send them to their owner's works. So you get to choose one of your cards and keep it, and then they have to they send the rest of them, unless they have barrier. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, something similar to the Lord Slug uh, that came out with the Ultimate Toa deck. The set twelve, I think it was a set twelve card where you play it, and then your opponent chooses either their unison or their board to be wiped out. So uh, um, that's the. Uh... That's the that's the oh yeah, yeah the four drops like that came out in the set yeah that was the set card and it was like if you if your opponent wipes their board you both draw a card or they can just remove their unison like that was one of the first like get fucked unison cards but people were just like yeah okay my board's gone uh, and speaking of, and speaking of get fucked unison cards the second fin is a get fucked unison card it is mm-hmm. go so. ahead Ernest read us that one all right uh, auto pay one black. If your opponent has a skillless battle card or a union uh, a unison in play, at the end of the battle in, in which this card was used in a combo from your hand, play this card from your drop area in rest mode. Second auto, if your leader card is a is a black fin card, when this card is played, you may choose up to uh, choose one of your opponent's unison cards and place it under this card. If you do this card, this card gets. Or, wait, hold on, I missed. I lost my spot. If you do this card. 
This card can't be used in a combo uh, this turn, and then at the end of the the turn, play this play the unison card under under this card in your opponent's unison area with two markers on it, and its skills negated for the game. So, like once you put it back on your opponent's side of the field, you, they can't even uh, do the plus or minuses effects anymore. Yeah, you can just replace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is a really cool card. Uh, anytime I see a card that interacts with Unisons, I'm very intrigued because we just haven't had a ton of that in this game yet. Nope. So th this is really cool. But it's coming. I mean, obviously it's, it's happening now. Um, this is a good step in the right direction. Unfortunately, it's tied to you being playing Finn. So good for Finn. Do y'all think, think with all the new interactions that they're giving for Unisons, do you think people will stop using Unisons? Oh, absolutely not. No. What I think is going to go the direction of putting Unisons with Barrier and Unisons with Deflect, just like they do Battle Cards, and then we're going to go through mm -hmm. Ignore Barrier or whatever, just to go back full circle. Um, I, so, I feel like that Zamasu card was just like the door the opening of the door to this whole situation, which is great because Unison's inherently are just too powerful on their own to not be able to counter it. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, even with the, the red reveals, there was a, I think this, the four drop Broly has a, an auto once per turn when it swings, you can neg a Unison by 15k. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if red can continue to get neg support for Unison's, green can remove markers already from Unison's. Um, I don't know what yellow's gonna get. Yellow's gonna negate its skills, probably. Negating skills is powerful. Like, 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 uh, like the boot unison in general, like negating its skills turns it turns off blocker and it turns off its uh, uh, minus one auto. Like that negating skills isn't something. Isn't that? Um, I think on a unison, it's bigger. It's more of a detriment than battle cards, which is actually like pretty big. For right now, because we're so unison heavy. And it's been, oh, okay. and other and, and if they make more intricate unisons, like a, a, a good one for example, actually, it would probably be I would say the uh, the prismatic Bardock deck, the uh, the Broly. Like I use it a lot of my deck specifically. Uh, that Broly has single handedly won me games and saved me from losing games because of its minus ability. Like it's it's very powerful. And just how doesn't your opponent attack too much. It uh, whenever your opponent you attacks, you can um. Uh, whenever your opponent attacks, you can minus markers off of it equal to the amount of um, uh, equal to the amount of markers on it, and then it um, uh, equal to the amount of markers on it, and then um, uh, it gets five k for every marker removed. Sorry, my my uh, my, uh, mic's, my mic was cutting in and out really bad. I yeah, but um, the, like I said, when we get more intricate unisons like that, like that are super good on defense or super good on offense or super good on defense, super good on offense, and then um, yellow gets this kind of effect that's just like, hey, negate your unison like that. Like that's that it's it's gonna come up a lot. The new red Broly unison has a, I don't know if it affects unisons. I, I don't know if it does, but it has a, a defensive step where it can neg a battle card. It might say unison two. By three thousand power for every extra card in your drop area for its minus effect. So, like, I was playing on Untap and uh, I was swinging like a thirty k beat stick, and he was like, "Okay, minus two and he had like twelve extra cards in his drop, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this is just dead, isn't it?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think we are going that direction. Um, but yeah, yep. no, Finn, Finn definitely looking looking strong, even though it's got this, probably the worst name in Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> Well, you don't like well, Finn. The, you don't like Finn the human. 
I, I actually know of Finn personally, and he's he's a good dude. <laughs> the one more thing too about that Finn that's kind of unique is the fact that it puts that unison back down to two markers, so you can um, technically do this like on your opponent's turn, and then on your turn coming back, you can just push their unison back down to one to make sure you turn off God ceiling or whatever you need without wasting any more resources. And it also is a really good check to Zeno Unison. It's not as widely played, but that Unison's, like, insane. And it can easily be played as soon as a deck finds it feasible to, to just smash it into and ramp. So now, that's, that's a really cool counter. This card I mean, is common, and it has no protection. So this card could obviously not see, you know, getting played on its trying-to-be-played step. So just keep that in mind. Because it's just uh, you pay one, and then you try to put it in play. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, they're going to God sealing it. Please, right, like, right, right. By all means, waste it on that, and let, let, let me go off next on, turn, regardless. There. But it's not—it's not a guarantee, right? That's all I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. Not a guarantee. Um, it's got some other cards in here, like the eight drops. Pretty cool. You can play it for three, uh, as long as you have four more energy. Um, Play it, spirit boost effect. Uh, you can choose all your opponent's battle cards, ignoring barrier, and place them under your leader card. That's pretty fucking dope. Uh, and then activate main once per turn. Place one card under your leader card in its owner's drop area. Switch this card to active mode. So it's a dual attack, uh, board clear, and then you boost your leader card by X amount of power, depending on how many cards you were able to tuck into underneath your leader. I actually think this card's really, really underrated. Obviously, no protection. I like, I like that card, but I think it, uh, because it's only good in that, in that deck, that's the only reason why I didn't bring it up. I mean, you talked about a card that was inherently only for Finn also with the Unison Clear. That's still a really, really good effect. That was just That's a boss monster for for that deck. I, I was just talking about that effect because it's an interesting Unison interaction. That's I think nice, uh, but it's an A-drop, too. Well, it gets around mm -hmm. Frieza. Yeah, it gets around Charismatic Villain, but you pay it for three. Uh, so, super strong. I like it. I, I'd pay three to get around charismatic. Dude, I, I'd pay. I'd pay a lot of money to get around fucking charismatic villain. That that, uh, <laughs> that 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 card is probably gonna be the 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 kind of play that's played for a very long time until Unison's are just straight up dead. Well, I mean, you you open with the two drop common, right? As uh, Jimmy was talking about, like if you're gonna God Seal, go ahead and then you just drop this bad boy. You know, like all right, your whole board, get out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. And if you're really worried about God Sealing, you can always swing and combo it again. Like, it's just, it's back in your hand, right? Exactly. Yeah. And just make sure you have enough energy to do it again. But because um, it never resolved, uh, because it never resolved, you can still do it. Which, I mean, it actually gets around God Sealing. Kind of good. Uh, kind of pog. So, Absorption of Doom. It's, I think, the last card they revealed. It's uh, a counterattack specifically for Finn. It's a one-cost specified black negate the attack. Uh, additionally, if your opponent has a skillless battle card or unison card in play, they can only attack two more times for the turn. So it's like a Nimbus, kind of. Uh, permanent, if your opponent has two or more battle cards in play, you can activate this counters, uh, card's counter skill from your hand without paying its energy cost by choosing one other black card in your hand and discarding it. So now you're getting a King Vegeta Imposing Presence cost factor into a Finn-specified card. I think it's a really good card. Um, of course, yeah, I mean, it's dormant for black. It is. It's essentially mm -hmm. dormant for black. You can 
you can play, play this with eight life. It doesn't have a life specified. You just have to have two battle cards on your opponent's side. They don't have to be skillless cards either. Um, the uh, only attacking two more times requires them to have a skillless battle card or unison card. But you can get at least a, a free pitch negate if you need to uh, when it comes down to it. So I, I really like the card. No, oh, yeah, I. I think um, I think the, the 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 part you said where it's like an imposing presence with the uh, with the new cause. I honestly think that um, like that's going to be like another way where it's going to get a set rotation of counters, kind of like that. It's it's really good. Like um, just the ability to like uh, tap out safely and do stuff like that. You're you're getting a lot of value. I mean, yeah, if you tap out for that eight drop, right, and you're just like, oh shit, well, I need to survive next turn. It's pretty decent. Pretty decent. I like that you don't have to pitch to get to get the effect though. No. No. Yeah. That's just yeah. really good. that's really good. Mm-hmm. I think um what is it? I think the fact that uh it's 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 finlocked. <laughs> that's so weird. Right. Finlocked. <laughs> it's finlocked. <laughs> it's finlocked. So if it's so uh, we're talking really good about Finn. If this turns out to be another thing that just bites us in the ass, where Finn's not good, this card's gonna suck. <laughs> I, yeah, it'll be, I mean, it'll be important to the rest of the set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, like, we're only on day one uh, of like set. I mean, like th- these could be like the good cards of Finn, and then everything else sucks. Or Finn could literally just be like the face breaker of the the set, where <laughs> it's literally just shattering everything. Do we feel like Finn is better than Red Broly? Yeah. I do like Red Broly. Red Broly's limitation is going to really hold it back, especially with the whole activate main battle thing. Uh, that's a good yeah. point. Uh, so that was actually clarified, I think, yesterday. Uh, David, I always butcher his last name. I'll say Fishbinder, Fashbender. Um, he mentioned that the activate main slash battle is v- different than activate battle. Even though a lot of people are arguing it was just meant to help create less clutter in text, uh, they are treated as two different skills. So Broly's activate battle on his swing on the Awakened side when you have seven or more extra cards in the drop, I think, uh, cannot use activate main slash battle, but only activate battle. So Emperor's Death Beam, out the window. Um, I can't think of too many more activate main battles that we had all kind of brewed up in our heads, but that kind of hurts a lot because that's a pretty good card to keep in your uh, in your drop for free. Yeah. yeah. So. But, um, I mean, it, all of it, all of it, I mean, at first, I can see why there, there was some confusion. I mean, because uh, Bandai is going on this new um, this uh, this new path of like making cards more easier to read by shortening text or creating keywords that solve massive text or massive paragraph problems, stuff like that. So people probably just assume that this is like a way to get around that by making instead of just saying an activate bane or activate battle, you just put it into one word. But now they've changed it into being um, uh, by by changing this into being a, a new keyword. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't changed. Apparently this has been part of the rulebook for a long time. Like, there, uh, there was people, uh, some of the judges in the comments of that, that post were saying people just need to re- read the rulebook because it's been in there for, for a while already. Well, it's Dragon Ball. We don't read cards here. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's good. I, I still like Red Broly as a whole. The six drops fucking bananas. Um, and the fact that you can use that to go into the secret rare from set 12. or I'm sorry, set 11. Uh, and it's only going to cost you three energy. 
I, I think that's pretty busted. So turn three, you're throwing out uh, dual attack, double strike, and then on top of that, you're drawing, throwing out a secret rare that negs everything by 5k, including opponent's combo power. Pretty... Is that secret just a Burly, or is it a Burly Zeno? It is just a Burly. Okay, good. Because it can Cause be I, I know, in the deck. I know it's from Heroes or something like that. I just wanted to make sure I didn't have one of those dumb like Zeno tags. Well, it's just, an SS4 like, Broly, which doesn't exist in anything. So not a Broly BR, not a Broly Zeno, because Zeno is completely different. Um, it's just Broly because it's SS4, uh, which it is does great. exist in Heroes. Well, uh, well sure, sure. I don't. I'm not a Heroes guy, so I couldn't tell you for sure. But I do still think that the uh, the extra cards in the Red Broly deck, like the Gigantic Meteor, I think is what it's called. I'm gonna butcher all this shit. Um, I love Gigantic Meteor. That that I was talking to a buddy of mine. I, I was like, I really hope that Gigantic Meteor doesn't get the SPR slot because the armor on it alone for the SR is just really good. I've been on the fence with their SR SPR splits like the last three or four sets. I'm just like the SR looked good and the SPR didn't do anything for me. But maybe I'm just in the minority there. I do like the new foiling though. The, the, the gold foiling they did for this last one was really good. But... I don't think yeah, it was like nice. Yeah, the, uh, the sticker foiling they did like ten sets ago. So I'm glad they oh, got away from oh, that. Oh, super garbage! The, the super garbage ones. Yeah, the super garbage ones. Um, just looking at more of this stuff. Like, okay, the uh, six drop got a really interesting looking SPR. Um, I will say the the Broly cards have become very homoerotic. Um, to be no filter Someone... here. Someone brought up um, uh, the Princess Trunk meme, and I thought that was funny as <laughs> shit. Not even the, the same set, but yes. Um, Princess Trunks, for those who don't know, is a GT thing. Um, but there's a lot the, of parts of Broly just kind of uh, manhandling Gohan here in a very inappropriate <laughs> manner. So, if you're not pick my They did pick my favorite Dragon Ball movie, which is the, tenth, the second Broly movie. Yeah. So um, I'm 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 kudos to that we went with that route because I like that. But um, uh, I'm glad that they. Uh, I mean, I knew it was going to happen eventually that they were going to make the uh, the the Chomp and beers for the Broly deck because you can't run those cards specifically, and like you just can't you just can't have like, a, a card like that and not give your uh, players the option of running something similar to that because then it just kind of defeats like deck building purposes. Sure. So. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the and, and if there's one thing we know, Champa is like the one of the best things in, in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Champa's really exactly. good. I'm glad we got the reprint that we were waiting a whole two years for. Um, so we, demonic, we talked about that. Talked there's about a lot so of demonic cards in here. Playtime, Barrier, Blitz. So you have like a negate. You have a plus fifteen, and then an additional plus five uh, crit. So you're getting a twenty k crit boost for one red or you're getting a 20 no 10k double but a plus when well, you get a draw so it's like a super combo double strike for one on the demonic playtime which is a very inappropriate picture of um broly butt fucking gohan so, <laughs> so that's an interesting interesting art and then shout, you out, shout out to the dude who made the brazzers logo one that's probably my favorite one so far <laughs> Uh, the Hell Group doesn't do a lot of things right, but this one was one of those things they did do right, so congrats to them, I guess. Um, Jimmy, you're not a fan of the Red Broly, huh? Uh, I, I I really like Broly. I think Red Broly is strong. I think just the limitation of not being able to have non-Broly cards, I think is really rough on the deck. 
and it really limits what you can do, especially moving. It, it, it feels as if we're really starting to move back into best of three world. Right. Um, and that really limits mainboard and especially limits the sideboard. So no so overrun, like, right? Like no counterplay. Wow. It, those are two big aspects of the card game right now is uh, free counterplay and, you know, overwhelming at the end. And you can't do either of that in this deck. That is actually no. I think he actually brings up a good point, though. I mean, like, uh, I mean, some decks has had success, like the like Miljanimba and stuff like that. But um, I think that's just because like Miljanimba's kind of restriction wasn't as harsh as it, as a lot of people think it is. But with Broly being only able to play Bro- uh, uh, Broly battle cards, like the only cards you're really limited to for side is just the Crown of Retribution. I feel like you main that card. I mean, yeah. You can't. You can't have well. to, because like, yeah, how, how big is this pool we're looking at? Like, uh, we don't have a lot of options anymore, and like, uh, like, like the like, we only got one TP for the Broly deck too, which like you know, t- I mean, we always talk about TPs. They're such a, they're one of the most biggest controversial things that Bandai brings up. But um, have they revealed uh, new TPs already? Yes, they revealed three TPs. One of them's a Wish TP. One of them's a uh, Raditz TP. And the other one is a uh, Broly TP that searches for a Broly or a Videl. Oh, I need to go find that. Um, I was going to say they would probably introduce a Broly TP. And I was like, yeah, they're going to do like an overrun Broly card just so that you can play it. Because um, that would be a very Bandai thing to do with their TPs. An over? Did you say an overrun Broly? I sure did. That would be like the first time they'd make a, um, a, a, red, uh, a non-black overrun card. No, no, you can make it black. You don't have to play a red Broly. You can play any color Broly. Does it say any color Broly? Does it say red Broly on the leader? It doesn't, it doesn't say any color. It just says you can't include non-Broly battle cards. Because there are talks about doing this as a red and green build and going into like the traditional set 7 uh, arrival Broly's with the Dormant Legend and everything. So you can play green Broly's. You can play red Broly's. If they had blue or black or... I mean, they have I yellow think Broly's, obviously. That red-green champ pack Broly. Yeah. I think oh, they're going to need Sniper Broly? There, there's actually a good red-green uh, extra card that has activated battle. It says, choose up to one of your battle cards or leader cards, and it gets plus 15,000 power for the duration of the, of the battle. If your opponent has two or more energy than you, choose up to one of your opponent's energy and place it in its owner drop area. Yep. I remember it's, a, that it's an activated battle. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just looking at activate battle red cards, and I just ran across that, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, obviously, if they don't do that, then you can't overrun, but um, Jimmy, you're right. I think this, this this deck does have a lot of limitations, but I think the stuff that it's that's here is very powerful, and I think uh, you could still win quite a bit with it. Yeah, I yeah. mean... Power levels in Dragon Ball are kind of weird, um, I think, comparable to some other card games. Like, there isn't, I feel like there isn't as big of a gap sometimes between the decks that are a bit of a lower tier. So, like, yeah, I think you can definitely win with this. I just don't foresee it ever breaking into, like, being a tier one deck. Okay. I think that somebody's going to break this deck with all the extra cards that are in here. They're going to figure out some loophole. Um, I'm certainly gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will too. I, I mean, I love Broly. Like the yeah, next Broly, Broly the art star. Yeah, the arts. I mean, the art is something else. I'll say that. Um, 
Oh dog, I'm trying to smash these cards down. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, we, all, we all know what we all know. Like Jimmy's excited for the cards, dog. We're gonna, we're gonna go flashback to that. Flashback to that. Go on. Five copies cards. for himself, four to play, and uh, one to play with. So uh, let's let's kind of move on. Obviously, we have a schedule for the uh, for the reveals. I, we're in the middle of black and yellow. Black's gonna be very. Uh, short. I think it'll probably be half of what a normal reveal would be, since they only have one leader. Um, so from here till next week will be black and yellow. Week of October second, which is next weekend, will be blue, and then week of the ninth is multicolor and green. Yes. So uh, I wanted to touch base about multicolor. Do we think we're getting black multicolor still, or is there gonna, are they going to pump multicolor? Is it going to be like the bullshit that we got? Okay, we get so. like two cards. Yeah, I, I actually do hope so because. Um... It'd be nice to uh, for the Bardock to start getting to start getting early support, and for them just to not fucking do anything. Like they they did they, they, they dick diddly shit for AOD, bro. AOD got dicked so hard when it came out. Like it was, it had the potential, but they just never did shit with it. That's why I feel like they may not, but I hope that isn't the case because that Bardock like desperately needs some support. I can see them doing a black and red uh, SS4 Broly. That can be played in both the the Bardock deck and, and in the Broly deck. That could be a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sweet. You have an SS4 Unison in the Bardock deck, so it just kind of makes me think they would probably want to play that in. Broly's like, it's in there, right? You got to have a Goku card. You got to have a Vegeta card. You got to have a Broly card. Um, I would say maybe the only other card you might need is like a Frieza card, but um, Broly is pretty top tier when it comes to Bandai, like back pocket type shit like oh we need something good roll the die goku vegeta broly pick one frieza is the number one villain in japan like people love frieza to death mm-hmm. uh, i don't doubt that I, I think broly's uh pretty top tier across the country and across the world so um Speaking of underwhelming uh, villains, Farmer Shotgun hasn't gotten a lot of support. <laughs> I know he's technically I, a villain, but you know, spin it how you will. I just want him to have a fucking card. Speaking of overused memes, let's go ahead and talk about um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the, our guest appearance um, secret. Oh God, Jimmy, I don't know if you right. um, if you had any predictions on the the four secret rooms. We did our podcast portion last week. Um, do you want to shout out anything that maybe is not commonly heard for the guest appearance secret rare before Ryan goes into his 10 minute rant? Yeah, please, please uh, do. Cause my, my, I'm warming up my 10 minute rant right here. I, uh, I, I don't have any opinion actually outside of the most common ones. Um, I have no interesting viewpoint. I think it's probably going to be Ariel or however you say your name. Oh, Raleigh. There you go. That, that girl. <laughs> that girl. Alright, so, all, all right, so all you losers out there who go, oh, farmer with a shotgun meme. I'm so original. Here's my farmer with a shotgun meme. Shut up. Hey, hey. <laughs> Be respectful. Jonathan, Jonathan <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh my god, it's my farmer with a shotgun meme, guys. I'm very funny. We need to put this legend, this legendary hero in there. I'm so funny. I mean, we are. We need him. I'm sorry but that you didn't right, get to see him first, him. bro. But it's funny. All right, shut up. <laughs> right, so here's, here's my here's my ten minute rant on what I'm gonna bitch about to Bandai for ten minutes exactly. SS3 Rose, fucking. <laughs> SS3 Rose, put him in there. No, actually, honestly, with how good Finn support is, 
Here's my here's my actual like because I, I I'm gonna double down on what I said last time. Go ahead and give me my seals a secret. Like stop being fucking cowards. Put in some of the more obscure. Like you put Finn in there. This new shithead. Go ahead, put in seals the dog. Seals is lit, dude. Literally Frieza, Cell, Goku, Black, and and hit all in one character. Bring me seals the dog. Don't fucking. I will straight up fight the fuck out of you, Bandai. I will go to your I will go to your building and start punching your walls. <laughs> Like, like, try me. We are Ryan Smash. Ryan Smash. <laughs> exactly, dude. That dude. That dude's lit, bro. First off, his original form. He's got a Q-tip as a weapon. Like, who doesn't want that shit? Like, Jimmy. Imagine you're like in the you're like in a dark alley and you get jumped, and then all of a sudden, some big ass dude with the fucking um, the Q-tip pulls up and then like starts rolling up on some dudes. Wouldn't you want that dude in your corner? Uh for the sake of your story, absolutely, bro. Exactly, bro. See, this is why I'm this is why I'm the, the undisputed smartest. Alright, so Ryan, <laughs> you being the smartest here, I need you to explain to me how the mythic booster, which has told us exactly what's the portion of reprints are coming, how they fucking put a promo in there, and where is that slot gonna take? Because uh it, I'm still trying to figure yeah, that number out. It's gonna be your box topper promo, probably. Do you think so? Ah, uh, probably. I mean, that makes the most sense. Uh, box topper promo. Yeah, I thought about that too, and that was what I logically thought would, would be the case. But uh, we'll see. Jimmy, I don't know if you uh, if you looked at the the product description of uh, Mythic Booster or not. Yeah, I've I have I actually just pulled it up again to look at it. It's uh, it's interesting because there's obviously the gift collection, which has the same info as the Mythic Booster. So. We didn't get a holiday pack last year with COVID, uh, but we've gotten one, I think, every other year. The game's been around for four years, so this will be our third out of four years, where they give you, like, a uh, special promo card that I think it's, like, a holiday stamp, and then they give you packs, and it comes in this neat little box. This is a little bit different, right? Uh, their, their gift collection's got this uh, deck case, uh, pack of sleeves, and I think the little box comes in as just some little bullshit box, but then you get four packs, of the, <laughs> the yeah, a little bullshit box. Like it's like plastic or whatever. Uh, this you get four mythic booster packs, and these mythic booster packs are actually more expensive uh, than a tra traditional booster pack because they are all alternate art reprints. Um, some come foil, some don't, because there's 126 card types total, and there's 63 cards total, which means every card has a foil and non-foil variant. Uh, 30 common, 15 uncommon, nine rare. 7SR, two secrets. Nothing does it say about promo, but yet we've gotten the Thwarting the Dark Empire SS3 promo reprint reveal. So box toppers might be a thing, but how do they fit that into the, the gift collection? I don't know. Uh, but we do have some reveals already, and I have those pulled up. We got another Sensu Bean alt art. Uh, the Thwarting the Dark Empire, which we talked about. Um... We had Kaioken, the, the red card from Draftbox 5. I'm not going to pull up the YouTube video, but uh, there's some other cards that nobody cared about, like Vegito uh, from, like, Champ Pack fucking 2. Um, movie promo Gogeta leader and something else. But that's only, like, five cards out of 63, so we're not even 10% in. Uh, I like to do predictions, and I'm god-awful at them. I think with the... The anniversary box, I was like fucking 
eight percent. Like, and we got the black ones though. We got the most important black ones, the Demigra and the Champa. Let's yeah, go ahead. And... Champa was a no-brainer. Uh, Demigra was a, probably a good call, and if they hadn't done the Judge promo, I think Koitsukai would have made it as well. Yeah. Um. So okay, before we go, I do want to. I think this is going to be the, the the only thing I say before you go is that I don't think any of the uh, reprints we're going to get in this set are going to be the are going to be uh, from the sets that are getting a reprint set. I don't think we're going to get any of those. So you don't think any set ten set eleven comes in here? I that that's just what I'm going to go ahead and say. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I mean, that makes I, sense. I, uh, yeah, I honestly think we're not going to get any set 10, set 11 cards. Well, these are all, all think, art, so I think it would still be fair play. I, I think it just wouldn't be... Um, I think it just wouldn't be the, the correct thing to do, because I think that... Um, but like I said, if if it, if it, if they do, they do, but I honestly think that the, the percentage is higher for them just not to do it. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I'm going to make a observation. On the gift collection box... Um, the packs have Kaioken Goku on them, and that has been revealed as a reprint. On the deck case that they are showing in the collection is the SS3 Gogeta uh, Secret Rare, which has already been reprinted in the revision pack and has an original Secret Rare print, obviously. Is this the other Secret Rare, one of the Secret Rares that we get reprinted? And if so, how pissed are you? If it is, I'm going to shoot up. <laughs> Bandai, I'm going to shoot up fight every single one of your employees' cars. I'm gonna street fire the shit out of all of your cars. Like, okay. like, like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know, but my, I think I've made the prediction every single time I brought this up. I, I think I, I think I bitch about it to Jimmy too. My two secret predictions, because of the most logical that sense they're making, it's gonna be Selzino, because he's eroded, so you have to reprint him with the eroded text now. So Selzino makes the most sense, and then it's gonna be SS3 Majin Broly because that card is fucking almost a thousand dollars still and barely sees fucking play. Yeah, I think it's dropped, but I understand your point. Um, I'm just going to be really mad if this is just a expensive revision pack that we're getting and everything. Just like, oh yeah, there was an errata, so uh, we gave it an alt art so we could print it with the right text. Oh, yeah, we're going to get alt art Vegex, we're going to get an alt art fucking uh, Dark Broly, we're gonna get all this alt art well, shit. Well, we don't have any starter rares, so I think that's out, out of the loop, but we did get a promo, so it could be another box topper. So, like I, like I told you, I think that the reason why that we're getting this... Why it's, it still keeps its promotion rare is because it still keeps its number identity. Oh well, yeah, it has as, to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I said. I don't like we brought this up last time too. I don't think we're getting any promo rares or any like kind of like special box topper thing. I think it's just a promo rare that's taking up an SR slot. Yeah, that's what makes the most sense. So like I said, like I said, getting a starter rare is probably just going to take up a, a common or an uncommon or even a rare slot at most, depending on what the card is. I Being a leader. I think it's going to either be an uncommon or common, depending on where they put Vegix. I want to look at the Evo Booster real quick to see how they specified all that because they we had uh, starter rares. Which, which yeah, starter? we had starters and we had promos. So the starter was the Gogeta, the five drop, right. the blue one. Oh, the trash one. We had a yeah. Chulai and Paragus. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, we too. did have the we did have those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check so okay, that out, if we look at the the that Battle Evolution Booster. Uh, breakdown of rarity. There's common, uncommon, rare, SR, secret rare. Just like we see for the gift collection. So you could, you could be right. It could be just a, a swap into a SR slot or it could be a rare slot. I'm hoping it's a rare slot. Um, no, you, slot. you are... 
you are you're you are, you are the same people that put their prices on the Dragon Ball Super Action page. You are high riding. That is that not true. Be, I just want to have more SRs, my friend. That bit that bitch is gonna be an SR. Bandai Bandai doesn't want to give you that much fun. Okay, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jonathan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a ring. You are also smoking. <laughs> uh, I mean, we have seven slots for SRs, bro, and we already revealed one of them, or more than one of them, because of the. Uh, I'll probably reveal two of them. One Kyle of those is gonna be Kaioken. The other one's gonna be the the, the Gogeta. Right. Uh, so, oh, I guess the promo leader it would be an SR for you too. So that's three fucking slots. Fuck yeah, dude! Listen, yeah. I know I'm right. I'm always right. Uh, we have Dragon Ball sleeves uh, in the gift collection, so I'm not sure if we're going to get a reprint of the Dragon Ball like we have with the event pack, which I've actually just gotten my collection completed for seven of those because I'm going to make a shitty wish <laughs> deck. What uh, are the, the coolest looking cards so far? Uh, what are you talking about? The Dragon Ball. Oh, no, I'm talking about Sorry, I thought you said SS4. Dragon about Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. <laughs> I am talking about Dragon Ball, dog. Dragon Ball Super Card Game, bro. Um, I mean, we, we got a bunch of alt arts for the anniversary box where we got the four-star wall with Gohan, or not Gohan, Kid Goku on there. So I could see them doing something like that with Dragon Ball because it's just generic balls on a card. No homo. But no. I don't know. Uh, I... Jimmy, I don't know if you have any original ideas for this, but uh, I'm going to ask you to, to step up to the plate because if you go first, that means you don't have to worry about following up any of us with, with questions <laughs> on predictions. But do you have any predictions on what's so this? I'm just going to let you know, if you don't have any of the right opinions that I do, we're, <laughs> we're, we're fighting. Gonna, we're going to have a little talk, Mr. <laughs> and you don't have to give me all of them, just like some ideas of what you think might come in this, this set. Yeah. Um, so... I feel like no matter what, we're going to see some draft box cards in there because they just historically are just reprinting, reprinting draft box cards to make them more accessible. This is a monster so, in here. Kind of makes me think like what what people are playing from draft box that we haven't seen a reprint of, um, which they've re- they've reprinted a lot at this point. I'm trying to like go they through in my head different ones. What has not been that people would like. Do you count collector's kit as like reprint? Um, yeah, I didn't at first, but after I heard the numbers of how many actually went into circulation, I feel like at this point it might as well be. Sadly, it might as well be a reprint. Sure. Um, I think there is like, I wish I remember the number. There's a lot. There's a lot more in circulation than we were expecting. Um. But I think no matter what, we will see some draft box cards in there. Um, other cards? Oh, the the Piccolo Junior Eradicator that could definitely be in there. That's draft box. Oh, that is, yeah. Draft box. Yeah, yeah, that is draft box. Um, that one would probably definitely be up there for for a pick. I'm gonna pull up my um, anniversary box reprint picture real quick because that might actually be relevant to this to this topic. But continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could see the. Well, no, because I also you have to think about when they announced this. So I would. I'm wondering they probably wouldn't have anything from like set twelve or later. So I would think it would have to be set eleven and before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if they would even reprint set eleven or ten because like uh, someone else said they are doing that in the next set, but it's all art. 
So, I could even see each of the counterplays coming out. Well, Freeze really is getting the collectors. Oh yeah, that would be really cool if they did a new counterplay. The collectors part. is doing all the super combos, yeah, so I could are. see the counterplays all coming out. In this. That could be pretty cool. Which, by the way, the, the super combo artworks look great. I really hope they come out really, really well. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm really, really excited to see Nappa. I think the Broly is going to be a big tell into what Nappa will look like because they both have that like white background in the, the high-res scans they post it. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling the foiling will be similar. So I'm like really eager to see the Broly in person. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that, that definitely. pretty dope. Um... Ernest or Ryan, who wants to take the next swing? All right, Ernest, back up. All right, so here, 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 here are all my predictions for the cards are going to be. Um, we're going to get Lord Slug, the yellow one. Which one? The one drop? That card's really good. Three drop Slug? Yes, no the, the, three drop, the three drop barrier, no cards for you, Slug. Okay. Um, we're going to get um, uh, Tyrannical Blow, because that card's also really good. Uh, I do agree with uh, the Piccolo, or the the Alliance Piccolo card. Um, I think that card is uh, phenomenal, and I think it does deserve an Altar reprint. Uh, mostly because of the fact that I like uh, the Dragon Ball. Uh, I like Dragon Ball a lot, and um, the the tournament arc where Piccolo, uh, where Piccolo Junior, and uh, Kid Go- or or not Kid Go- and Team Goku fought were was probably my favorite fight in the entire series, next to the Demon King Piccolo and uh, K- uh, Goku fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some other cards that I could probably see getting an alt-side reprint. I don't know. It's kind of hard once you get past like a lot of the the popular cards because there's going to be some obscure shit. I kind of I can kind of see the free plays getting a reprint because they are really good. Um, and uh, they're just they're 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 kind of like the easy rotational ones. Um, actually, you know what, Jonathan? When you said it, the more I thought about it, I do agree with you. I think cards like D Magic, Shocking Death Ball, After Image. I think some of those older Sparking Negates could actually see a reprint. They should have came in the anniversary box, but, you know. Uh, we got the super combos. I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got good cards in the anniversary box. I'm not complaining either. But I yeah. do think, like, a foil art D-Magic is just going to fucking set the world on fire. Like, that's like, going to be so... Everybody's going to want to put that in their deck. Because it's already hard to find the judge promos and the, uh, the foil D-Magics for a decent price. So I think that would be a really good call. Yeah, I've always liked the after image uh, card. Like I love my the four foils that I have look great, and I like the judge promos that I have. They look great too. But just in general, like the, I've always liked after image. So if they got a reprint that looked even better, I would I would be excited for that. You know, I'm surprised they don't put that in launch uh, because it consistently stays at high life total more often than not. And they usually have a drop. Uh, so it could be taking life well, because, into... Well, because before launch died, um, they they would get rid of their uh, drop with... Um, Bardock. With uh, Bardock, so... Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Ernest, you want to put in any input? Um, My predictions is... I, I heard you say Zamasu. Like, I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Possibly being, being worn. Before um. I do, I do want to agree with the. There's a Zamasu on the. There's a Zamasu on one of the, the card packs. So yeah, no, I do agree with that. That's something I forgot. But the thing is, I'm actually going to go alt art. I don't think it's going to be the green one. I think it's going to be where you get Zamasu the Eliminator. 
<laughs> oh, I think I, we're gonna I get. I think we're gonna get a newer card that's gonna be reprinted because it's gonna spice up the 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 sales of the the, the pack. It's gonna be like, oh, look at this really popular new card that everybody wants. Look, we're reprinting it. So not the secret rares, but the the promo uh, card that comes in. What is it, an event pack or something? Champ. Yeah, pack. the monster the the monster <laughs> the illuminator, the blue green one, uh, the blue yellow one, not the not yeah. the green one that a lot yeah. of people are thinking is gonna be reprinted. Okay. All right, my second choice would still be Koitsugai because uh, I thought that for the, the anniversary box uh, it, or anniversary or yeah, yeah anniversary box, and we ended up not not getting that one. No. So I I still think they might reprint that too. Um, other than that, I don't really have any other predictions. Um, I agree with the secret choices that that Ryan said. Sell the most obvious one that they could do. And then uh, the Broly. Um, I honestly, like, I know I hear people say Victory Strike all the time. I don't think they're going to reprint either one of the Victory Strikes. I don't think, I think Victory Strike's just never going to. Uh, actually, I, I am curious about your opinion, Jimmy, because you are outside the Evan U7 influence of everything. What is your opinion <laughs> on, a, on, the, on Victory, on OG, just specifically OG Victory Strike being reprinted? They, they should not do that. OG Victory Strike, um,. I think OG Victory Strike is really good for the collector's market, and it keeps them, like, really into the game, and I would hate to see them do something that would, like, kill their drive, because regardless of how... And there's a lot of debate. Some players don't like collectors in the game because they think they affect prices. Uh, I don't think that's real. I think collectors actually help the game and drive a lot of sales. And if they do things like reprint their Grail cards that they've been chasing for so long and kill value on them, that's going to be a huge deterrent. And they would, I think they will lose a lot of business from that. Um, if they ever did want to do a reprint of it for the players, I think it needs to be a non-foil crap version of the card that no one will care about. Like a revision <laughs> pack of the Go Tanks and yes. the uh, Gogeta? Yep. Like, those, those SCRs in the revision pack are like pennies on the dollar like no one cares about them i feel like people forget they even exist no one even no one even <laughs> no one even plays with them like i feel like if you're picking up the deck you're like oh man i want to pick up the non-fool cheap version of the deck you're still not buying that revision pack come on dog <laughs> <laughs> i know they're, they're sitting in my uh, my bulk boxes with with the sets they have my boxes sets yeah they don't get yeah. to sit with the, they don't get to sit with the good cards. I mean, they're worth yeah. less than bulk rares sometimes. So yeah, I agree. I, I, that would be really dope though, because you know, Victory Strike would still be a, a decent card to to play in some decks. But even then, I only know one person who plays OG Victory Strike, and his name is Evan, and he's not like anybody yeah. else I know. So that's another story. Evan's a great guy, and he's the only yeah. person I know who actually plays with a. Now it's like a twelve thirteen hundred dollar card. It used to be like three grand. He didn't care. He would still play with it. So respects to Evan for not caring about the collection value of the card. Um, looking at my hey, okay, uh, hold on, real quick. One, one other question about that. Yeah. Do you, do you, so y'all don't think that they would do a reprint of it with the alternate art to keep the value on the original no. one because it would be the original artwork? It would still kill the value of the original. Okay. I don't. I don't think we would. I, I don't think we would see a reprint of the Victory Strike if they were going to do one for a very long time. Yeah, I I talked to the to Don, our shop owner down here, and he was talking about how they do something similar in Magic, where they'll reprint something with a different artwork to keep the value of the original one uh, up 
higher. I'll just say um, that the I, Vibra, I, draft box six tanked yeah, when but, the reprint came out in <laughs> the anniversary box. Well, yeah. also, also for Magic too, you have to remember the difference between Magic and every single other card game is that Magic has a specific thing called the list. It does not exist. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. told me about that too. Yeah. So uh, the card, like I said, I don't ever compare any card market to Magic because that's borderline uncomprehensible. Yeah, that's just what he he was telling me. Just because that's that's the game he knows more about. So he was he was just putting that opinion into my head. So I thought I'd ask. No. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess sorry, sorry like, for interrupting. Add alt art. <laughs> like I, that probably wouldn't matter. <laughs> I want an alt art. I want an alt art of uh, UI Goku, but he's got like a dumpster truck ass. <laughs> there you go. That's the alt art I want. I, I agree with a lot of things you guys have said about these reprint predictions. Oh, you, do you agree with me on the dumpster truck ass? I do. I, and who, who doesn't want dumpster truck ass, Goku? Um, I, I think um, I'm going to step into this box of anniversary box, OG anniversary box cards, not the reprints themselves, but like counter cooler, like the counter counter cooler would be a really cool alt art. I would not yeah. be opposed to that. Oh my God. Yeah. I would not be opposed to that at all. Uh, that, that, was on my, great, that was on my list of the anniversary box reprints. Um, maybe some of the free counter play for Unison's like Release from Evil. I know Wolf Fang got a winner art, so maybe not that one, but like Release from Evil, um, Dormant Potential. Like I sorry, got reprints, but um, whatever the blue one is that nobody touches, fucking Blue Slash. I don't hope Slash. That one, because you play it, I guess. Uh, I don't play it, but because I don't play blue. Uh, but those would probably be something I could consider. So they have a lot of slots, but these I think these are all SRs, so we don't have a lot of slots for SRs. Um, we got to get some some basic commons and uncommons. So obviously, like the sparking and the gates are easy targets for that. Um, it's really hard, I, I think, to consider what would be a, a reprint uh, candidate. Um, they targeted some cards, it looks like, for the Broly deck when we got the Dormant... I don't know if those are considered reprints, the Dormant Legends or Dormant Potential, whatever the, the field card is for Broly, and then the uh, Counter Reversal Broly card. Uh, if those are uh, for sure reprints, then they'll target cards that'll hit some, I guess, meta decks. So who knows? what would be released in the next few reveals for set 15, but we could probably pinpoint some cards there. Uh, I do think the God and Angel rare, or Destroyer Angel rare cards from set Draftbox 5, the check lands, those will probably be something that could be reprinted. Uh, where you pitch why do you, a, why, do you want this card? why do you want these cards reprinted so much? Me? Yeah. Well, because specifically Red Yellow is getting shitted on, and I'd love some more Red Yellow support, and nobody will sell me these fucking checkland cards but um, that, that's because they're collector cards they you know what's shitting on you because they want to say the collector cards my guy i mean sure but i mean if they continue the way they are where they're going to give support for every color to have like an alternate uh check land provision like if you have uh something in play or whatever cool but until they do that for red yellow i'm just going to ask for them to reprint cedra and fucking mojito Oh, um, the, uh, the set eight, I mean, they already got the SPR, but all those extra cards, like Super Kamehameha, Beerus Ball, all those, mm. they would be cool to see. 
Uh, sure, those are considered and, uncommons, right? Uh, I th yeah. Yeah. I think the others are all uncommons. I think I have the, the, the yellow one. The super gallic cannon, or gallic gun, is an uncommon, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the four colored ones are uncommons, and then the black one is a common. So that could be cool. Also, uh, petrification could be cool. A lot of people are playing that oh, again. Petrification is a great card. Uh, I think that would be super super good. Um, yeah. Altars are just a good way to give cards that 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 are in a cycle where they should have gotten SPR but don't. Are yeah, do, so I agree with you on the super command command. I do agree with you on the petrification. Uh, I think uh, release from evil is also just another good one in general as well. So what about what do we think about leader cards getting uh, alt arts in this set? Is that a good way yeah. of pushing that to fill in some bulk? I yes. Oh my god! Like a, a lot of people are shitting on the Gogeta. I like the Gogeta that it's got this alt art leader principle. That's opening up the fact that so now we you can get a now foil have... common and common leader from maybe a set that didn't have a foil variant because a lot of people were asking for. Um, I don't know if it's prevalent, but like pre-release stamp version of a card and it didn't come in the set and that you know set one and two didn't come with foils um nobody's playing set one leaders that i know of the yellow golden frieza oh and yeah. set one broly and set one broly yeah i would love a foil set one goku double strike that you know what happen. <laughs> just because it's jonathan i want to see it happen Me that's too. Right. That's I, I do think that they should make a new version of almost all of the set one and two meters, like kind of like they did for the for that last collection box with the with the Broly and Vegito leaders. Um, I, we wanted the reboot for Vegito, but we got the the reprint, the reprint uh, with the new new foiling and everything, which looks amazing. Like that that card looks great, but they, I think they should do something similar for that for like all of the set one and two leaders. Uh, do they do like Demigra Unison from set 10? I know we don't think we're going to do set 10, 11 reprints, but like, you know, that's a, that was a staple Unison at one point for green. I, mean, I, think too. I, I don't think there's, I, I don't think there's really like one way or the other. I feel like they could definitely still do them. Right. I just feel like there's so many spots. Um, and like majority of cards just drop off the face of the earth when it comes to competitive play. Right. There's like. A finite number of spots available to be playable cards, and then something just gets power crept out. Um, and the way Bandai has done things in the past, they're not always, you know, bangers on their selection. Some of them are complete duds, uh, questionable. That Kaba's Awakening, the Dell. Yeah, the, the Dell Negate was questionable <laughs> at best. Um, I mean, Kaba's Awakening that could go in the Red Broly deck, right? Kaba's Awakening yeah. would be decent. Um, if I hear if I hear anybody argue for this Cobbles Awakening and get a reprint, it gets reprinted. I'm coming to your house <laughs> and I'm breaking. I'm, I'm breaking all your. Rules. We're gonna reprint it, Ryan, with Broly in it, and he's just doing uh, something to Cabo. Because I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break. <laughs> I'm gonna um, break that. I'm gonna break that high one. The all the way one where you have to get like a ladder to get to it. Thanks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna break that one first. Okay. Um, secret rare predictions. I, I do think Apex of Power might be touched here, because um, you know, like an, in, Invoker way. is like the uh, what is what are y'all saying? The Burning Abyss. I don't know what the fuck deck that is, but I didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh. No, no, no. 
No, no, Vegex is the burning abyss, and Voker is just the retarded cousin. Sure, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Apex of Power might get a reprint here, and probably something else. I mean, obviously, everybody thinks Cel Zeno um, would be the reprint. It might, but I, I, I just think outside the box here. Uh, Black Smoke Dragon might get some C, get some play because of um, Shenron Zeno. Zeno Shenron, however you pronounce that. Um, that would be a, a pretty cool alt art, I think. Because it's also from the same set as Apex and Selzino. So, uh, what if they just did all um, set nine secret rare reprints? Because that was a pretty short set. That'd be wild. I hope not. I really hope not. I hope it's. I, I really hope. Do we get playable secret rares in this? Do you think it's going to be like homage to like a collector where it's like, hey, we're going to give you. Um, SS4 Goku or fucking SSB uh, Vegito set two and three secret rares. That's why it's gonna be more player based. That's why it's gonna be like Celzino because Celzino is still seeing play in some decks because of the fact it's still. Give me Tingle Bitty Kai then, all right? I want to see some some more Tingle Bitties in there. I'd be down with that. Like like I said, more more woman. I think that would be. that could lead to the thing we were talking about before the podcast, where I was talking about the hentai format. Like, oh, Bandai, start the hentai format. Bring us the tingle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop that. Man, can, <laughs> I, can I please get some breast smoke? I mean, breast smoke? <laughs> I'm in full circle. I didn't think I'd get that meme in here, but we got it. Uh, you, you can cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> I might actually make podcast. a cut here, Ryan. You, you, you're for <laughs> If you cut that out of the podcast, every word I say next podcast will, will be that. <laughs> so do we think the, uh, are the are the 10 and 11 is that reprint are they are all the SCRs getting reprinted in those two I think it's the full uh, set okay. I believe yeah, they, yeah, I, I believe they, actually, I believe they yeah. actually did go out and say that we are reprinting the entire set and there was somebody who did a uh, I didn't even ask but I do want to point this out somebody did a video where they opened the reprint set and, I don't know how it, that, it, that I, I don't know how either I don't know how the fuck they do got that but in the bottom uh, left-hand corner, you can actually see um, right next to the EN, where you know to, to signify that it's English, uh, you see an RE, which is reprint edition. Okay. So that is well, the way they've signified uh, reprints, a uh, reprint set. I did buy an SS4 Broly recently uh, in anticipation of as soon as this Broly <laughs> deck released, I was like, I'm gonna hit up these guys. Who I know we're trying to get rid of it, so I snagged one before the the buyout. Um, I just kept mine just because I like that card. I never owned it, so <laughs> I needed to get one. But I don't know. I, I think this will be a very hit or miss product, obviously depending on what they put into the set. Um, do we think any other wanna, promo TPs might be selected for reprints? I just want to point out we definitely cut Jimmy out of whatever he was going to say. What were you going to say, dude? <laughs> Um, I don't know what I was gonna say, but for secret rare, uh, I'll I'll may I'll go contrarian here to everyone. I'll say they'll reprint set six Broly SCR. Ooh, fuck that's pretty fuck good. Yeah, that's that's good, baby. Because my thought is like they're not gonna reprint set twelve or above because it's probably too new. They're not going. I don't. I feel like they won't print reprint set ten or eleven if it's about to get reprinted anyways. No one will care. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that pushes us back to set nine. I feel like Apex, I have the same reasoning as the OG victory strike. I feel like they won't hit it. Uh, and then we're left between Black Smoke and I feel like SS4 Broly, maybe SS4 Vegeta. But the Destroyer Kings had a big problem with distribution, and a lot of people didn't get those cards that wanted them. So, so I'll, go, I'll go with Broly. AOD might be on the table. Huh? The Majin Buu AOD uh, secret yeah. might be on the table. It could, it could be. It could be. Was that the first set that had two secret rares? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm trying to remember what the secret rare was for set five. It's the Gogeta. Yeah, Miraculous. Oh, yeah, no, the shitty one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, set six was a, a six was a very uh, trying time. I do remember the distribution issues. Um, so, yeah, that would be a good point. Uh, I think set nine also had some shortages. Or it just was, I don't know. I feel like it was very limited to get set nine stuff. Uh, I think so, it was because of Apex. I think a lot of people were buying it up, trying to pull the Apex. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I, do, I do recall a, a story I'll share uh, briefly, we were at the shop in Angleton, which is Ernest's uh, local shop, and Don had all these pre-release kits left over, uh, so we were just, I don't know if we can buy pre-release kits, so he had all these card pa- packs we could buy, uh, so we were we were like hunting down because we, we knew that there was a secret rare left, and Ernest had bought like a bunch and didn't pull it, and this other guy that Ernest knew at the time who wasn't playing was like, oh, um, how much are these things? And he's like a Yu-Gi-Oh player. He's like, oh, okay, and how much is this card worth? Oh, it's interesting. And I'm like, Ernest, just go ahead and buy the last fucking you know set of packs. You're Which was three. It was three hundred dollars for the rest of what he what was there. Sure. And the apex at the time was like three fifty or or close to four. And you decided like to not do it because you had already yeah. dropped how much money? Uh, I think I had already. I think I had already spent like three fifty. You're trying a to get it. Coward, yeah. dude. legit, the last like box or pack was like the apex, and I was just like, Ernest, you let this man yep. pull this, and then you like you let him do it in front of you. Like I just felt, I was like, Wait, you, you knew you... it was there. <laughs> you should. Yeah, have I, the I, I knew, I knew for a fact that 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 the thing had a secret left in it. We didn't know if it was gonna be apex or the other, like uh, any of the other ones, but like it was. It was, it was guaranteed that there was going to be a secret rare left. Right. And, and it just happened to be Apex, which is the one that I wanted at the time. Because I was going to run Invoker. So you ended up buying it off of him anyway. <laughs> yeah. For I'll 300. Never, I'll never forget. So you... we, did the, we did the monthly tournament, and you played um, and you played uh, Invoker on me. I'm going to mm-hmm. say this because I beat Ernest on stream. <laughs> but um, you went in. You tried to go into me for games, so you looked at my hand. And you're like, I'm just gonna get one of the negates out of your hand. And I had two. Uh, I had two of the only cards that could physically stop you, which were <laughs> after image technique. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was funny as shit. I think yeah. uh, outside the box, one more thing for the reprint because I just look at the page again. I think we might get some like wish leader support reprints, like desire cards. Um, some of them have been errated. So, you know, a revision would be printed on the card. Uh, obviously, there's a big push for fucking Chi-Lai Shenron right now, so... We did get that new uh, Red Wish card that's coming out in the next TP. I know, I can't wait for that card. Yes, <laughs> I did see that one, actually. So if that's what you were talking about, I did see some of those. 
Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like Dragon Ball reprint, uh, Green Desire reprint, Black Desire reprints, uh, Yellow Desire reprints. Like uh, was it Personal Ambition with the uh, shoe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that card. But you know what I'm talking about. So I mean, those would be pretty interesting slots for the uh, common uncommon slots, just to fill it up. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be pretty cool to see that we get another holiday pack. Uh, those usually do pretty well. Uh, let's head towards wrapping up the the podcast here. We'll talk about Nats pretty quickly here. Um, I listened to the Team Berserk Team Talk. And they just mm-hmm. had uh, Chris Spencer on there who won Gen Con with Red U7 going on. So shout out to him for that. Um, and I think he has his own YouTube channel, UniXDBS. Uh, Jimmy, he's a partner of yours, right? Um, we have done some collabs for giveaways with uh, Chris Anderson, um, TCG Metals. Mm-hmm. So I will. So if it's the three of us, I'll, I'll pop on his YouTube sometimes, and we'll do like a, a stream and giveaways and stuff like that. That's pretty cool, Jimmy. You're like the most well-connected Dragon Ball content creator, My- non-YouTuber <laughs> that I know. <laughs> Did you basically? You're basically like. It doesn't some, feel like it, but. Are you basically like an old Latina woman at like the the end of like a like a street? Like you gotta like walk up to her and be like, "Hey," you just like ask the questions, and everybody knows where you can find her. Like Jimmy's in the Dragon Ball Mafia. He's like, he can't say much. He's like, "Yeah, no, that's not me." But in reality, he's like behind the scenes. At the, uh, at the start of each podcast, it does say. Presented by TCG Mafia. It does. <laughs> that is because right That's when I was starting the podcast, uh, our boy Sean, shout out to Shano, uh, he really wanted to do a team. So it was me, Mike, Sean, uh, Trevor, who's Broken Honor, or now he goes by Broken TCG, and uh, our boy Chris, who's uh, on Instagram as Irv Collects. Now he just collects Dragon Ball. But yeah, uh, it, it was a team... It wasn't, uh, it was just like us locally. And then, uh, funny enough, Sean quit playing like two weeks later. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right after I got the intro made with it in there, I was like, ah, all right, well, TCG Mafia no more. Glad, glad I paid for this intro with it in there. <laughs> it's staying. I'm supposed to pay for this to be a pain in the ass. That's funny. Uh, well, that's really cool. Uh, I mean, honestly, I've, I've seen so much happened through your through your show and through the podcast and a lot of people in the the hermit style discord have actually done very well in webcam events uh in regionals and have qualified for nats so that'll help us gear into our final topic of nats 2021 it was just recently announced to be in pasadena california not texas there is a pasadena texas like five minutes from my house and <laughs> it's not coming here unfortunately the wrong one. <laughs> yes they picked the wrong pasadena but um they are doing it differently this year than they had in the past it is strictly just main event it is limited in who can go and um i think they're doing mask requirements which is good um i i don't want to get political here obviously but uh, safety first is a, is a good thing to do. Uh, but I am, obviously there's no LCQs, so you cannot try to last minute qualify for the main event, which is how I got to play in Nats in 2019. I actually won, uh, a spot through LCQ. I, I think I got 
second or third. I don't know. It, it didn't matter. I had already qualified. We were just playing for like extra prizing. Um, but not having LCQ, uh, not having side events, in my opinion, hurts the player base for Nats because that's kind of like a whole atmosphere in itself. You're like, yeah, you want to go and play, but you just want to be there. And now you're not able to be there if you didn't qualify. So for me, slap in the face. I know they talked about it on the Team Berserk team talk, which is why I brought them up to begin with. Uh, so I'm piggybacking off of what they've talked about. Uh, so shout out to all of them because they do a really good team talk. But uh, Jimmy, yeah. I wanted to pick your brain on that. And then Ernest and, and Ryan, you guys can obviously jump in with it as well. Um, yeah, I've, I like I understand the LCQs, I guess, from a logistical standpoint. Um, I... <laughs> I guess I think maybe they're just trying to keep like kind of everyone going in and out at the same spot and not have like too much craziness going on. But at the same point, there's just so many people coming. I don't, I don't think it's really going to have that much of an effect. I can't really think of any other reason though why they wouldn't want to do LCQs other than just not having a ton of things going on and people everywhere trying to like kind of contain people to certain areas maybe. But I don't know. It seems almost like one of those things that are just kind of like another rule that has come from COVID that really doesn't make any sense, like places closing at 10 p.m. or like random rules that it's just like, okay, well, if you stayed open till 10.30 or 11, I don't think that was going to affect my chances of getting COVID, but sure, man, like, right. you got it. Uh, but I feel like that's probably the premise of why. I feel like it just affected their decision-making. Um I'm really sad that they don't have side events. I think that's a really cool part of going to any big event is being able to go play in a side event. Like even like the old ARGs used to do side events. Um, Jim used to do those all the time, or like he would bring in other card games too that you could go play in. Like for the spoils, I used to run the side events for players who would scrub out, and be like, "Hey, I know you lost this one, but come learn my card game and play in a beginner <laughs> tour." Like, like fun things like that. Um, are, are always cool and can attract people, especially, like, if you're flying across, like, for me, I had I already booked my flight and everything, but, like, I'm flying so far, like, literally, I'm on the other side of the country to go play in this, and I'm like, man, it, it would be nice to know that if I scrub out, I can at least go, like, play some Dragon Ball for fun. It, I, like, I, dog, I don't even care if it's a $10 buy-in and, like, first and second split the pot 50 like, just give me something to do while I'm there. Uh, I don't know. But, and then for LCQs, I personally, I, that decision didn't really affect me at all. They're cool, I guess, but I don't know. My hat's off to you, Jonathan, for going out because I was like, dog, I'm not going to fly out and not potentially play. So that you have more balls than I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long trip. I'll talk to you about it later. I don't know if we have time for the podcast, but it was. Uh, I took my wife on an anniversary trip kind of thing. Like we went to like four different oh, okay, cities okay. in like a week. So it was not just for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. Jonathan went for an anniversary and got out with the championship. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't mind that they didn't do that this time around. Um, I mean. It is what it is. And get your invite and get your invite. Um, True. I don't know. I mean, I didn't have my invite last time, and I thought about going because of LCQs. But at the same token, if they didn't have them at all, it really wouldn't have bothered me because I was just like, well, I didn't get it, so it's whatever. Try again next year. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, obviously this will set a precedence for uh, how they do things moving forward. And uh, I'm sure the community will respond uh, accordingly and Bandai will follow suit accordingly or it's, I don't know. We'll see. We will see how this reflects how we do. Because uh, are we still doing Worlds? Do you know if Worlds is still on the table? I have no idea. I I hope it is, but I, I I know they like mentioned that like one time, and I feel like it never got mentioned again. Right. I remember they did say yeah. this was the first year they were in a tr- attempt well, we to do world. They were gonna try it for twenty twenty, but it got canceled because the mats got canceled. Right. Yeah. But they did that whole uh, like online thing with Brian Samuel and like these champs of like all these other regions. Um, I feel like they did that yeah. this year, so I feel like that was ramping to a Worlds, but, you know, COVID's still kind of I around. I tried to, like, sum that up to that, like, and maybe COVID messed it up, and the alternative was that random online event they did. I don't know if any of y'all caught that a while back. Yes. Uh, maybe that was, like, the alternative, and then they just, like, threw it under the table and never went back to it. <laughs> Very possible. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We got what a month and a half? No, like uh, two months before Nats, a little bit. Um, you think they're going to stream it with uh, Super Players commentating, or do they? Did they qualify? Does anybody know if they qualified? I feel like Listen, if you need somebody to stream, um, if you need somebody to stream, I'll stream for you. I really hope they stream Nats because uh, that would be shitty if they didn't. They probably will. I mean, it's at core. That's like, or core's running it. That's right. like their, a core their thing. I just know that it's really difficult at times to do a convention center stream because the Wi-Fi is just not good, and uh, it's expensive. It, yeah, it is a high cost. A lot of people don't realize how high of a cost it is to put on a like a good stream, and especially if it's Bandai doing it, um, they're not gonna want to do something half-assed and have it, you know. Not not up to par, uh, if they can help it at least. So they will have to dish out some money to have a good stream. I think they should, but in the past they've shown that yeah, yeah, stream is a priority. Okay. Ernest, Ryan, thoughts uh, on, on that? I'm going to let Ernest go first so I can interrupt him at some point. <laughs> All right, well, going from, like like, Ryan, uh, like Jonathan said, he listened to the, the Team Berserk chat, so did I. Uh, they they talked about how uh, Bandai seems to be trying to get this uh, this Nats as short as, or as small as possible with how many people are actually going, which is why there's no LCQs, no side events, and nothing else extra, uh, just to try to keep us like as safe as possible. Even though I mean, yeah, we're still gonna be in a room full of, full of people, but we're still trying to keep us as safe as they possibly can. Um, but then they also pointed out that uh, that the invites that you could have gotten for this one are from the last two years. So if you didn't get a uh, an invite, then like uh, you don't deserve to go anyway. Oh, okay, rough. <laughs> Damn, Curtis, rough. Go ahead, say with your, say with your chest, dog. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just uh, like I said, I'm just saying what. What they they said on that that team talk. You guys heard it here first. If you don't have your if you don't have your invite, Ernest thinks you're literal garbage here. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Glad to see how you feel about me. Or just <laughs> Basically, like you, you've had plenty of chances uh, the last two years to to get an invite. Like, if you don't have one, then why? Why does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'll just go. I'll just go ahead and change my name on the on the uh, Discord right here. So Ernest thinks I'm literal garbage. Whoa. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Go ahead, so, uh, say it. Say it again, Doug. Literal garbage, <laughs> aka Ryan. What's exactly. your thoughts on the whole Nat situation? Uh, well, I can't give an opinion because I'm literally. Gar- <laughs> yeah, Perfect. no opinions. All right, no, Ryan's, no, no, Ryan's done for the podcast. No, no further questions. You're on. But um, I've never been to a, a last minute qualifier. Honestly, um, um, like I said, uh, I don't. I think I'm gonna take what Jimmy said. I don't have the balls to go to some place and then may maybe not be able to participate. I don't think I got the balls to do that. Well, I'll, break, I'll give you guys a breakdown of how it went. Um, so they were holding LCQs like all day Thursday, all day Friday, and then Nats was Saturday. So you had so many like pods firing off, and they were firing till like fucking midnight on Friday night. So like I know people who played in like four or five pods, didn't make it, but continued to try. And they were just like, I'm going to run this out into the ground, and I'm going to give it my best shot. And they just couldn't do it. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to have... Uh, got through my first pod, so I, I could just, you know, one and done it. But uh, there we got it in two, three, four tries. So it wasn't like you were just going to go out there with a, a dollar and a dream, give it my best go one time, and, you know, if it didn't if it didn't work, it didn't work. Uh, people were able to commit four or five, however many times they could fit into their schedule. Like, if you went 0-2, you just drop and play the next pod, right? But, like, if you were like, I'm 2-2 right now, and if I win this last round, I'm in, and then you lose, you're like, fuck, I spent all this time and I got to do another pod. I feel bad for those people uh, who went through that and they went through it maybe multiple times. Uh, but there was a, a lot of people who, who went through the LCQ process and actually they did well in Nats. Um, I think I was at one point, I started 2-0 and then I just fucking shat the bed the rest of the way. I think I ended up like 3-3 or something before I dropped. I was like, I can't top. So I just left it. Um but the LCQ process was very interesting. It was like four or five rounds, best of three. Um, so you you can only get in so many pods to begin with. Uh, I just take, think of it as like a, a mini regional every time you play um, in a pod. But it's like small. It's like 20, 16, 20 players or something. Whatever it was for the minimum of five rounds. Uh, and they were just filling and firing, filling and firing. Like they wanted it. You were paying money for these pods, right? Don't get me wrong. It was a money move, too. Like, they were just like, yes, as many chances as you want. Um, I can see why they don't want to do that for for this year, because that means a shit ton more people are just going to show up and try to play, pay pay to play and, like, win out, uh, which is not a good protocol for COVID. But the side events thing, I think... I guess they go hand in hand, but they're different days. The LCQs were prior, and they didn't do LCQs in the morning of. Like, Saturday at, like, 8 or 9, it was, you were there uh, for Nats or you weren't. And the side events came later. So that's my story about that. It's interesting. I feel like if I went to an LCQ and had to play in multiple, I would feel so defeated even if I got in. 
I'd be like, damn. Like, I would feel... I would, like, it'd get in my head. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Nah, I'd be like, damn, bitch. I got here last minute. Honestly, I felt pretty good. (laughs) If you can imagine, like, LCQ, and then I'm like 2-0. I was, like, I was on top of the world for a minute. Like, yeah. It was was destiny, right? And (laughs) and then reality came pretty hard. Um, Got smacked around. I think this is the only time I'd probably actually be able to do an... um, uh, a last-minute qualifier because uh, honestly, even if I had a Nance invite, I probably it's like there is an off chance I'm not going because my significant other does live in California, so uh, okay. it's it's either I go spend time with him or he's busy and I do a last-minute qualifier and then get an invite. Like it's either it's this is like one of those like rare opportunities where I think it's like we're in your situation, Jonathan, where it just kind of works out regardless of the scenario. Yeah. yeah, that helped me too, because I have family out in California that are only an hour away, so they're actually going to pick me up uh, on Sunday, and then I'm going to go hang out with them on Monday. See, that's pretty baller. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I have nobody over there. <laughs> so I'm hoping, <laughs> that, that, the people, I'm hoping that people from here go. I'm being fucking lonely. <laughs> LA is a big city, bro. You can go explore. Um so I'll tell you my, my little story about Nats. Um, I flew into from Houston to Indianapolis. My name uh, is Jonathan, and we don't have enough time for this on the podcast. Hey, anyway, I'm going to cut out your man. bullshit that you make, you're making me make time for. <laughs> um, can I get breast smoke? I mean, breast smoke. I mean, breast smoke. Thanks. Is that um, what you mean, Nick? <laughs> so Nats was right around when the NBA season started, and I'm a, me and my wife are both big Rockets fans. Uh, I'm just a gener- general basketball fan also, but a really big Rockets fan. Uh, so the NBA opening weeks was the same time as when this all was going on. So we went to Indianapolis for a basketball game. It was the Pacers versus the Pistons. And then we went, uh, drove up to Detroit, which was a, a three-hour drive or so. We took a rental car, watched a, a Pistons game versus some other team I can't remember right now. Uh, decided to take a drive from Detroit to Chicago, which is where Nats was, 2019. Unfortunately, could not watch a Bulls game because of uh, cost was so high because the game was on a Saturday. Uh, played in Nats. Uh, LCQ made the LCQ, played in Nats, didn't do well. Um, and then I was like, no side events because I'm just going to go be with my wife, right? Because I don't want to fucking get divorced when I get home. Uh, drove up to Milwaukee, watched a Bucks game. Drove back down to Chicago, flew home. So that was all in a course of about a week. And the drives were much longer than I thought. Each each trip was basically a four-hour drive. Uh, minus Chicago to Milwaukee, that's about an hour. Um, and then um, the amount of money to go to basketball games was actually reasonable. So that was fun. Uh, we got to see a lot of cool new arenas. Like Detroit has a really nice new arena in Detroit. They used to be like an hour away at the Palace of Auburn Hills, which is the mouth of the palace, if people don't know. Uh, that was not where we went. And uh, Milwaukee has a really nice new uh, stadium. So uh, I think it's Pfizer Forum. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's really weird looking. But that's not what we're talking about in the podcast. But that was my uh, trip to Nats in a nutshell. So pretty pretty cool. My wife let me do that stuff. Yeah, that's dope. And then uh, we had a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> also dope. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not, it was not uh, a bad year. Oh. Not a bad before year. Before we had before we in the podcast, uh, I just want to point out. I just want to bring up something that I saw while reading some of the judge chat. Uh, apparently, I don't know if this is still confirmed. I want to wait for somebody that I trust. Um, 
Whenever Finn brings your unison out with its skills negated for the turn, if your removal fits, uh, has a marker removed from it, it regains its skills. Because it's, it's considered... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's considered yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah that, that, so, that should be how it works. Not as broken as I thought it'd be, but that's just the thing I wanted to point out before we end the podcast. So but if anyways, you talk about unison under it, do you get the marker and gain skills? Well, if you remove a marker. If you gain a marker, nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, when you gain markers, nothing happens. It's yeah, only when you correct. lose markers that it re reverts. Okay, so you guys yep. boost that hoe too then. Um, one last thing, yep. Jimmy. I did. I did remember that you were doing a uh, like a card convention, right? Was that today? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, that was what I did most of the day today. Yeah. Oh, God. It was. You're, uh... you're probably exhausted, bro. <laughs> I am a little <laughs> tired, <laughs> but it, it was fun though. It, it was. It's a fun time. I was uh, there's more people there than actually I was even expecting, and I had a couple people that surprisingly were actually uh, fans of the podcast, so that was really cool. That's awesome, bro! Congrats! Uh, That's awesome. Thank you for joining us so late in the evening for you because you're on the East Coast, so it's like one a.m. for you. Um, so thank you for <laughs> yeah, no being problem. a trooper, bro. I, I appreciate you as a person. I appreciate the content you put out. Uh, Hermit Style is um, an amazing. Uh, podcast and the whole discord is amazing so um thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you for for joining us tonight yeah i appreciate that and i i appreciate you guys yeah. letting me on this is uh this is this is really cool i like don't often get to be on the other side of a podcast so <laughs> this is a really cool opportunity and it, it was really fun thanks guys no no problem, no problem uh we're gonna awesome. go into, to shout outs it's kind of our thing where we just talk about our local shop and, and our teams and just say how everybody else can go fuck themselves. But um, I will start off by saying uh, <laughs> shout out to the boys one time, uh, Team Salt Boys, my team. Uh, all the boys are great. Um, they are one of the best teams in Houston. Uh, we are sponsored by Lotus Gaming Shop here in, in Houston, the best shop in the galaxy. And um, they're hosting uh, PPG, a 1K event in, in the end of October. So if you're able to come down to Houston for that, uh, please make your way down and, and come see us. Uh, shout out one time to the haters, because uh, without you, uh, yeah, I don't know, fuck you guys, but hey, shout out to you. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then shout out to all the other Houston teams. You guys are, are great. Thank you for letting us uh, you know, be the best team in Houston. Y'all got, got next, but we got now. Uh, and I'll leave the rest for you guys. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to... Um... Uh, my team, I want to give a shout-out to my shop, uh, Galaxy Gaming. Shout-out to Omar, uh, best shop owner in all of uh, Houston. I literally can't think of anybody who would be better than him, uh, especially not anybody uh, nearby the uh, Galveston area. Uh, but approximately about a 44-minute drive, 44-minute and 13-second drive. Couldn't think of literally anybody else. Um, shout-out to Team Rays, uh, best team in all of Houston, best team in all of uh, Texas, best team in all the United States of America. Uh, everybody else who's in Houston is literally beneath us. Uh, hashtag humble. Um, and, uh, yeah, shout-out to me. <laughs> I am the best. Uh, Ernest, I'll, I'll do your shout-out for you. Uh, Jimmy, you're up. Uh, <laughs> you put Jimmy in an awkward spot. I don't even know how to follow that. That's, that's why I said, and that's why I said, Artist, I'll do your shout out for you. Jimmy, you're up. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and go real quick. 
right, yeah, I'm gonna do a shout out to my team too. Uh, we're not the best, like these two are saying uh, for their team. Uh, but yes, yeah, shout out to their teams too. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, we're we're working on it though. We'll get up there. Uh, we're still pretty new over here, but yes, Team Empire. Well, that's my team. Uh, shout out to Angleton and all the uh, rest of the shops in in Houston. Uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, shout out to you guys for for letting me on. Like I said, this was this was really fun. And uh, shout out to everyone in in really just the Discord, man. Like the uh, the Hermistyle Discord is always popping, and like I I don't really view it as like my own Discord. I kind of view it as our Discord. I kind of. I don't know. It, it's kind of just a collective thing, and we all kind of do it together. So, yeah, just shout out to everyone. If you, anyone listening wants a place to play Dragon Ball, uh, it, it's pretty cool. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm really bad at talking about myself or giving shout outs. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tired. So, talking. To what we did, we just did like some bullshit banter between each other. So, that was actually like a, a good <laughs> shout out. Uh, no, if you haven't checked out Hermit Style Podcast, if you haven't checked out the Hermit Style Discord, you're doing yourself a, dis, uh, a disservice. Please go check them yeah. out. Uh, they really are top-notch. Uh, Jimmy, thanks again for, for coming on tonight. Um, hopefully we will do some more collabs in the future, and um, we'll talk some more later. Uh, until yeah, then, absolutely. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Champa. Champa. Jimmy, I need a champa, bro. Stop, uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs>